Ever wonder what married men think? Well, I do. My name is Jory O'Neill, and I am on a quest to learn what makes men say I still do, even when they feel like they don't. Join me as we embark on a journey of discovery and exploration into the mind of a godly man. Hear real stories of love, marriage, parenting, and everything in between. Each week, learn practical ways to keep your vows renewed well after the honeymoon. I still do. Do you? In. Awesome sauce, everyone. Welcome to another wonderful episode of I Still Do, The Godly Man's Perspective on Marriage. And we are excited tonight. Man, so we got the dynamic duel, you know, always in the building. Donald David Owens Jr., Terrence D. Wilson. Super excited to have them here. And we got a special guest. You're like, wow, Terry, you clean up nicely. No, that is not Terry. <laughs> that is Derry Cooks, <laughs> the delicious host of the Weird Perspective podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, I'm good. What's up, what's going on? Listen, uh, we talking about all things finances today and I thought we should add a third party to get a better perspective. Um, I I wanna start things off first by thanking you for joining us on such short notice. I appreciate you being here. Uh, and I am very interested in your perspective. Before we begin, though, I would love if you get an opportunity to share with those listening, those watching a little bit about yourself so they understand that you are a godly man and you are qualified to speak on these things this <laughs> evening. All right. Uh, I appreciate you guys for, for having me on, man. I've been checking you guys out ever since Donald uh, shared with me back, I don't know, it was months ago um, when you guys started to do this thing. Um, and I love it. I love that it's short. I love that it's straight to the point and it's direct. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, and it was finally good to meet you at the comedy show to put a face with the voice. Uh, so that was amazing as well. And, um, and so as you said, my name is Derry. I am the host of the Weird Perspective podcast that I do with my best friend, my co-host. His name's Eddie. I have a YouTube channel. It's called The Weird Perspective. And um, on there, I just share, it's a lot of uh, biblical content. So different ideas that pop in my head. And I just like to bring uh, my perspective and understanding and some application of scripture and how we apply these things in the real world and uh, what that looks like. Uh, I am a a deacon at my church. Um, I go to a Christian church because, you know, you got to kind of specify what you what kind of church you go to these days. <laughs> uh, so we're non-denominational, we're Christian church. Um, I'm a deacon there, like a pastor in training. I don't really like that title, but I got to deal with it because that's how my pastor introduces me whenever he introduces me to people. Um, so I have a little bit of knowledge. I know a little bit about a lot of things, not a lot. About, I forgot how they said it. But anyway, y'all get what I'm trying to say. But um, yeah, I'm just happy to be up on here with y'all and chop it up and talk about some money. Yeah. So uh, this evening, I'm. it's going to be a lot of interview, less me interjecting and more just allowing you gentlemen to, to share your perspective, um, because I think that there are two areas that a lot of people don't like to speak about um, from either the pulpit or just in a normal conversation. Uh, one of them definitely sex um, and, and that has its place. And within its proper context to be spoken about. Um, 
But finances, I feel like, are not heavily uh, spoken about. Um, and so I want to I wanna take this time today to kind of shed some light on the godly man's perspective on joint income versus having a breadwinner. And this is 2022. So that breadwinner doesn't necessarily have to be the man of the house. Um, it could be the woman. But I want to talk about what the dynamic is from the male perspective concerning an individual who may carry the burden of bringing the majority of the income into the household versus it being more of a shared responsibility. So uh, there's a lot of folks talking these days about the flexibility of joint income. So we're going to start on that with the joint income. People are convinced that two humans both bringing in a little money, you know, it, it makes life easier because it gives you choices, right? Uh, there's still some benefits to it, but there is a bit of a strain sometimes on the relationship. And so that's that's where I want to start off with um, joint income. So let's let's set the ground and where are each of you situated in terms of uh, income? Are you a breadwinning household where one of you makes the majority of the money or are you a joint income household? Well, I mean, if, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know for a fact that, you know, I, I live in a joint income. It's, it's, that's all I know. That's how my, my, my parents were. That's how I am. So I'm going to raise my kids to be, um, you know, I, I would love for, it would be nice if my girls could find a husband who can be the breadwinner, but I want them to be able to strive for their own dreams, their own goals, and their careers, so, and to work together to build something instead of just um, waiting and allowing somebody else to bring home what you call the bacon and then make the decisions or ask to make the decisions, if that is the case. Where well, you, you kind of hear my biases right now. Let me stop talking. <laughs> Uh, dairy or Terry? Well, didn't didn't think I would ever get to say that. Uh, <laughs> either um, one, you want to chime in? I could jump in there. Um, so, to me, it doesn't matter. It's all based on what the couple agrees to. And so, for me, in my household currently right now, I am the primary breadwinner. My wife, she's the hustler, though. She's the entrepreneur. She got like 50, 11 businesses and a whole bunch of things that she does. She does makeup, TikTok videos. She has a journal that she made and sells. So she does a lot of things. Um, but the thing with entrepreneurship is that it's, you know, it's up and down. It's inconsistent. So um, I have the stable income job. And so I don't mind if my wife makes more money than me. If she wants to retire me early, by all means, let's get it. I'll stay home and then I'll make you know, I do my podcast full time if that's what she wanted. But um, so it doesn't matter to me. I think that that needs to be um, talked about in the beginning of a relationship. Uh, before you guys get into marriage, before you start making these decisions with your money, understand what you want. Because when you start to have children, things change. The woman might want to stay home to, you know, take care of the kids and, and get them to a certain place before she goes back to work. And as a man, you got to ask yourself, are you OK with that? Does your lifestyle that you lived previously, um, can it handle that? You just being the income or are you okay with working two jobs or going after that promotion or whatever it is to make sure that you're at the level that you need to be at? So that would be uh, my response. And Terry, are you uh, able to chime in? Have you uh, gotten to your laptop yet, buddy? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So mine gonna be real quick and sweet. We do joint. You know, right now, uh, um, actually, I'm I'm one who I clock in and out, and Chelsea runs the business uh, right now to get everything going situated. But beforehand, we both was running the business and we both was working um, a job. But you know, by the grace of God, she was able to quit her job and focus on the business, and I'm still clocking in and out for the time being. Okay. Um, so I did do a little research before starting this podcast. Um, and according to a statistic, there are only about 53% of households that have dual income. See from your, your, your face, you seemed a little taken aback by, by that statistic. So that means there are almost as many uh, breadwinning households as there are dual income. But there is a study, a little research that shares about some of the traps that come with having a dual income. So I want to talk about that. Um, Donald, you made mention of your daughters and you not wanting them to uh, come into a relationship where maybe the man is the sole breadwinner. And you alluded to the fact that because they bring in more money, they have more of the decision-making power in the household. So I want to kind of talk to that. Um, what, 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 what do you mean by that? Um, is that necessary that the more money that I make, the more power that I have? Um, or is that assumed? I think that's an assumption when it doesn't come to communication. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off of what Darius said in the sense that uh, if that happens, I do I do want to um, caution my daughters to have those conversations about what does it look like to be, you know, someone who's not a part of um, bringing home a steady paycheck, right? You know, how, how does that dynamic look like within the family? Um, because, you know, you do see some instances where there are a lot of men who have been taking care of the family for a long time and, you know, they have a certain bravado about themselves uh, with certain careers or certain things like that. When the wife has been for so many years, just kind of taking care of her home and taking care of the children, it, that value doesn't seem to, for, for some reason, for some reason, that value doesn't hold. Um, I know, right? It's a lot of BS. <laughs> it doesn't hold, and I, I don't. I don't want my daughters to have to have value in somebody else or what they do for just their family, and not be able to pursue the things that they want to do. So for me, like, so for instance, like education, right? I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing my goal of being an educator, uh, uh, administrator, right? Um, Jordan is okay with being a stay-at-home mom if like, I become a superintendent, but I know deep down inside she will want to be out there in the field, you know, being an advocate for students with special needs, right? And so <clears throat> if those conversations aren't had to where they actually have a encouraging husband who wouldn't mind them still going into the workplace because that's where their passion is as opposed to you know, well, I'll make enough for the both of us. I need you to stay on. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, 
So my question initially starts off, um, if you can share, I guess, from your own experiences, and I'll, I'll start with dairy since you are, um, you said, in a breadwinning household currently at the moment. Um, what are some of the benefits of having a joint income household? Uh, joint income, I mean, the benefit is that we, we're able to bring in more money. We're able to you know, buy the things that we need to buy and take care of the things that we need to take care of. Also, um, just on a, a a personal level for myself and then also for my wife, being able to get out of the house and have adult interactions and do the things that you're passionate about um, and doing the things that you love. It might not necessarily be about the money, but it's like I get a chance to, um, trying to think of the word, but it's being able to, like free yourself a little bit, get out of the house. You're not stuck in the house all day with the kids and you get to be an adult, have adult conversations and things like that. So um, I think that's the good, healthy aspect of it. And then, um, well, you didn't ask another question, so I won't throw another answer out there. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, if you you want to go deeper, I love to go deeper. Um, so... I love the fact that you mentioned about the uh, socialization part, because I feel like that's kind of overlooked often. Um, and I think, I mean, again, this is 2022. So the idea that women are the primary caregivers, the idea that uh, women um, should be the first ones to sacrifice their dreams and goals in order you know, to benefit the family or to serve the family. Um, I, I know of plenty of households where the woman makes more money, um, and the husbands have elected to stay at home. Right. <laughs> so Donna, Donna raised his hand. Um, and so I'm, I'm still, and so that's why we're, we're having this conversation because despite the progression that we've made, right, over the decades in terms of men and women and equality and, and her too movement, she too movement, we too, me too, everybody too. Um, there's still this underlying uh, misogynistic a little bit, um, matriarchal, patriarchal um, ideology that men must go out and provide for their family. I'm not saying a man shouldn't work. That's biblical. Man needs to work. You gotta do something with your hands. You gotta bring something to the table. Um, but the idea that if there are children involved, then a lot of that then falls to to the mother or, or, or to the woman. Uh, and Terry, thank you for um, turning on your mic. I love to see your beautiful face, brother. Um, I would like actually, uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on breadwinning households? I mean, I always wanted to be where I was the main breadwinner and whatever she brought in would be uh, just supplementary is added to it. Um, as long as I can pay all the bills and her money is basically in a sense her money to where she want to go get her nails done and stuff like that. You know, but dealing with who I'm with now is, is not the case. Like, yeah, I make more. At one point, I made more per hour, but she brought more in. So it took a lot of humbling for me 
to accept her being the actual breadwinner, even though I made more per hour. She brought more into the house. Now it's a little bit different. You know, I make a nice amount of money. I bring a lot in um, hourly and the business is bringing uh, money in as well. So it, it's really one of those things to where like, for me, it's, it's like, I will prefer both of us bringing in the money. Cause I, and don't get me wrong. I love being at home with kids. You know, I, I actually did that and it was pretty fun, you know, but as a man, you don't quite feel manly unless you go out and you bring home some turkey bacon. I'm not going to say regular bacon because I don't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? You come, you know, you still feel like a man. Um, and I don't know about the other two on, you know, Dairy or Donald, but I got to, I feel more manly when I work. I feel more manly when I contribute, not just income, but I can contribute in other areas as well, but definitely when I'm bringing in money, I feel more manly than just somebody who's at home watching the kids, picking and cleaning, you know, and maybe some women who's more independent feel the same way. But I hear on a lot of other podcasts and other things where um, a lot of women want the men to go out and be more of a traditional man, but they're not traditional women. So I'm just happening to be in a position to where my woman is not quite traditional, and she's not expecting a traditional man. So we work together. And when it comes to taking care of everything, as far as income, I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's this one. No, I, I, I love that. Um, and you, you mentioned something concerning, uh, again, childcare. And I, I, I want to harp on this mainly because I think most people who listen to this podcast before they understand it. Um, I have four kids. Right. Donald, you have four, one on the way. Uh, Terry, you got seven. Uh, Derry, can you share with, with the listeners how many children do you currently possess? This man got 17 kids, Jordan. 17. <laughs> you muted, bro. I, I have five children. <laughs> okay. So each of us has a multitude of humans. Um, and so even though there's a multitude of humans, it sounds as though, despite the breadwinning household, joint income household, that each of you as a man would prefer to be the primary breadwinner. Despite what your current circumstances, Donald, you shake your head no. So I wanna I wanna hear more about that because here's the thing: even in a joint household right? A joint income household. The woman is still doing a very large percentage of the caregiving if there are children involved. So we're talking about seven kids. We're talking about five kids. We're talking about five kids. We're talking about four kids. The woman, even though we, me and my husband both work, we both leave the house. We both have to figure out some humans to take care of our kids while we out there working uh, so we can bring money back to the, to the household. I I didn't volunteer. I didn't say, hey, you know, impregnate me. And then like, I'm going to still like figure out how I'm going to go out, get the money, uh, have an entrepreneurial spirit. I want to do that too. Oh, and by the way, I still got to change diapers and, and feed babies. Um, it wasn't, communication is something we always mention every episode of this podcast, especially because if Donald's here, he's going to say communication. I mean, like, <laughs> if he don't write no notes for the show, he, it's some it's a it's a post-it note somewhere that say communication. He's just gonna read that post-it note at some point during the podcast. 
Um, but I I didn't I didn't I I love my children. I love my kids. I love all of them. Uh, sometimes simultaneously at the same level, but most of the time, you know, so one more than the other depending. So I'm be honest. Keep keep it keep it a buck. I still find it difficult to believe that in 2022, the idea that we can both bring money in, but within the household, we are not both responsible for the same things. It sounds, it sounds odd to me. I I, I want to, I just, I want to understand. That's the whole point of this podcast. When I don't understand something, I ask a man. And I love this because none of you are mansplaining to me. I love it. Y'all not mansplaining. Y'all using words that I understand. And I can I can mm, I can receive them and, and I can put them into practice, right? And I can, I can pray about them and work on my attitude. Donald, you raised your long finger. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and take this one. So my sister, you gotta communicate now. <laughs> um yeah, so I, it's, inter- it's interesting that you said that because it, it seems like what you're what you're saying is that you know at the end of the day there are still specific roles in the marriage, right? And I heard um, this some dude on TikTok or whatever is trying to be the next um, um, what's that Michael dude? Sam- Samuels, Michael Samuels. Samuel, yeah, Michael, yeah, he's trying to be the next Michael Samuels, right? And, and he was like, so. What are the roles in your house? And the guy he was talking to was like, roles? What you mean? What you mean, roles? And dude was like, man, you ain't got no roles in your marriage? He was like, what do you mean by roles? Like, so who does the dishes? He was like, sometimes I do, sometimes my wife. He was like, what? <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't fathom the idea that there are, like, I guess there are roles or the things that they did in the marriage what were blended. And I can honestly say that. It had to take for my wife to be on her deathbed with this last baby to really figure out, you know, that everything does intertwine. And if I'm if I'm being blunt, if I wasn't the type of husband that was blending those roles and doing the things that I knew my wife was was too tired to do with our children and with our house, we probably wouldn't have as many kids as we got. So, <laughs> and it's the idea that, you know, yes, traditionally we are programmed that, you know, when you're in a marriage, the man does this, the woman does that. But if you know that you have a hardworking woman who goes out and does just as much work as you do, then it is completely unfair and draining to her for her to have to come home and to deal with everything else, right? And I know that Jordan struggles with this also. Like, she struggles with these roles, too, because a lot of times when she comes home, she just assumes the role of taking um, on all the children. And I'm like, no, leave them alone. You go upstairs, take your shower, have your alone time. And I'm fighting with all the kids to, to, to stop crawling all over her. And when I'm in the kitchen cleaning, she want to come down and clean. I'm like, don't oh, get out of the kitchen. I'm doing this so you can rest, like move. Or it's time to wash the kids up and she's laying down on the couch, just chill. 
I'm trying to get the kids to go upstairs. And she goes, well, it's time to get up. I'm like, would you sit yourself down? And so you're right. Like There are these unintentional roles. But if you communicate with your partner <laughs> and understand that they don't have to take the burden with all the things that, that helps a household run smoothly, then they can let their guard down to let the partner do some things. Like, like just for instance, I still have a hard time letting my wife take out the garbage or motor, motor, motor lawn. I just, I, just, I just don't want to do that. I just can't. I just can't. And I think because I'm strong enough, I can make her stop. But, um, you know, she, I think she feels the same way when it comes to the cooking and the cleaning. Maybe I might not be doing a good enough job, but I'm doing something. Uh, so, yeah. Can I, can I jump in? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we need to get away from, not us here, but culture overall, needs to get away from roles and start talking about responsibilities. And so I'm more, I believe that God wired us men, right? He, it's a commandment. He tells us to provide and pro- to protect. And as men, we're naturally fixers. We're naturally doers. And so I think that there is a, is a God element in here that um, a lot of people don't bring up. A lot of people don't want to address. Like we're made a certain way. We're made to operate different. And it's not to say that women are less important or we're more important or anything like that, but it comes down to responsibilities. My job as a man is to provide and to protect. Not saying that she can't provide for herself, she can't protect herself, but God called me to do that as a man. I'm called to do that. And so if my wife wants to go to work, she can go to work. But when we start having kids and there's a lot of kids and then there's babies and things like that, I can do those things, right? But a lot of times women, they breastfeed, right? They're natural and a lot better of a word. You guys are more nurturers than men are, right? You guys can better multitask. Like, we, man, we could compartmentalize. Listen, when I'm podcasting, I'm podcasting, woman. I can't think about what my son, dad, she's running around doing. But women, they can see everything. They, they know the temperature on the stove, the food about to get done. They knitting a sweater. They know what all the kids is, what they watching. It's just how God wired men and women. Um, and so I don't get into the whole roles. Like it's my, my, it's my role as a man to take the garbage out. Like oh, my wife, if she wants to take the garbage out, she can. Um, I naturally do it in my house. That's because this is how I was brought up. Take the garbage out and I wash the dishes. My wife didn't grow up like that. So her perspective is a little bit different. But I, I think it all comes down to clear communication of responsibilities. Hey, if my wife was making six figures, a million dollars a year, if she was working, if she could support our family, the cool, she could continue to do that. I'm going to still be doing something else, though. It might not look exactly what she's doing, or I might not be bringing in as much money, but I'm comfortable enough to say, like, there's things for me to do, my personal convictions and the things that God's called me to do as a man that I'm going to be doing. If my wife was making a million dollars, I'll probably be more um, in ministry, right? I'll probably be a full-time minister, working in the community, things like that. Um, but because I'm not, I don't get paid for those things. I have to work a job in order to provide for my family. And so, um, yeah, we got to get away from the whole like roles and talk about responsibilities. Just my opinion. Well, gentlemen, we about to land this plane, but you know, I can't leave without some practices. Got to have a way to put it into practice. So there are three of y'all. Number three. I like it. So why don't each of you, uh, 
you get an opportunity one at a time. No, don't don't rush me. Don't 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 overwhelm me with all the goodness on, on how to help people switch their mindsets, right? From more traditional, maybe uh, patriarchal, to uh, righteous, godly, right? Uh, God made men and women in His own image. I think people forget that part that we were both made in His image, right? So we're both image bearers, and we both have a, the same dignity, the same humanity. And we desire the same respect and love, care, and concern. Uh, and so, again, the purpose of, of doing this podcast today was to help dispel some myths and help other people to see. And I, I'm grateful for each and every one of you, gentlemen. Um, uh, Derry, I didn't know. You were a wild card. I was like, maybe you're going to come on here saying some crazy stuff like, yeah, barefoot and pregnant. Um, <laughs> but you did it. So, <laughs> uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, prayer works. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I, you know, and it's, it's beautiful to see the blend, right. Even of, of religion here, right. Because I don't think that Terry said anything different, honestly, than Derry did, you know, uh, Islam, uh, Jew, Christian, at the end of the day, we're all God fearing humans. And if we believe that God is who he says he is, then that means that we need to take his word into account. Uh, and being image bearers, as we each are, I think it's important for us to find ways to to give honor to one another, um, even as we honor God, because it is it is an honor. It is an act of honoring God. It is reverence. When we honor one another, it is out of reverence for God. Uh, so if each of you can go ahead and share one way, uh, maybe even something that you did to help switch or change your mindset in the way that you view uh, the responsibilities of your household and how you were able to separate them from the amount of money maybe that you and or your spouse was bringing. I know I said a lot, so let's let's mm, let's make that easy and simple. I'm going to take lead on this one, if y'all don't mind, fellas. So, you know, of course, you already know my favorite word is communication. Because um, that, that can change a man's mindset when he have a partner who can communicate with him and he can communicate with her. So far, like Derry said, with responsibilities, prior to me and Chelsea even getting engaged or getting married, that was one of the things that we discussed on gender roles. And there was no gender roles. Like, she's willing to take out the trash, she can take out the trash. You know, if I'm going to cook and watch dishes, I can cook and watch dishes. But we got a dishwasher, so I was going in the dishwasher. And sometimes I didn't do that that well either. And I got hit for it a lot too. Like, you can at least put the dishes in the dishwasher. But, hey, you did it. It's done. Thank you. I cook. And I don't even do I cook you clean type stuff because that's how we was raised somewhat. Mama cooked, we clean. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't daddy did the cleaning. Mama cooked, we clean. As the kids, that's what we did. You know what I'm saying? I had to take out the trash. I had to cut the grass. I had to do all that, shovel the snow. I mean, Jory, you got out there with me, but we more played with the snow than we actually did what we supposed to. So communication is one of the main things. And far as you said, um, I can't remember exactly what you said, but I got my answer for what you said. Uh, it was in reference to like um, the mindset change. I also looked at it like this. What would I do if I didn't have a woman? Would I live in filth? You know what I'm saying? And we know if we live in filth, we're definitely not living God-like to be living in filth. So you have to take on those roles as a woman, as being single, a single male anyway. 
You know what I mean? If a woman cooking clean, you have to cook and clean for yourself if you're single. You have to maintain a level of standards um, for yourself in order for you to go out and get a mate anyway. Because if you dirty and you get with a woman and she comes to your house and she and is dirty, you might as well find you a dirty woman to match your filth. And then you would never level up because you can't level up in filth. So my mindset has always been, once I graduated to this level, because I wasn't always this person that I am now, but once I graduated to that level of stepping up into a role and being a man, I had to take on more responsibilities as a man. And a lot of people feel like a man just does this and does that. Nah, we have to do it all. I can't baby my baby like my wife can, but I can baby my baby like a man can. I'm tough with her, but I also give her that fatherly love. And that's a lot of things that a lot of people don't try to tap into is how to be more sincere and more loving to their children. Because some men feel like, hey, is what I say, what I do, and that's how it is. And not, hey, come over here, let daddy tell you a story or whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying, to play with them, love on them. I mean, my daughter, she pushed me in the face all the time because I'm always trying to hug on them. Even Liberty do the same thing. I be trying to get Liberty kisses on the forehead. And all I get is, <laughs> like, she be bobbing and weaving and step moving. You know what I'm saying? But I know I went on a little tangent, but it's really about communication and what would you do if you were single? Go ahead, Derry. I'll end it up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> can you uh, give me a quick answer, uh, question? What was the, how do you want to, what's the question again? So the question is, what did you do or how could you encourage someone to uh, take on the mindset that you mentioned before of uh, going from having a role, you do this, I do that, to what are the responsibilities of the household and how can we divide and conquer? Yeah. So I'll share with you guys a, a quick story of me and and it's going to have the practical and app application in the story so when we first um got married we already had two kids she was pregnant with our third uh, um and i was a stay-at-home dad for like four or five months my wife went to work and she was bringing in all the all the money and i couldn't find a job like you would have thought i had a felony or, or something i couldn't get a job nowhere and so i was taking care of my daughters i was cleaning i was cooking I was doing all those things. It was my responsibility to feed my kids, feed myself. Um, just like Terrence said, it was it was my responsibility. And then, I, so I couldn't just be like, all right, well, because I'm the man, now you run to work and come home and do all these other things that women are supposed to do. No, it was my responsibility. And so we got to get away from that. Like, do what needs to be done at the end of the day. If it's your time to stay home, then stay home with the kids. If it's your time to go to work, if, hey, man, we we came into this making a certain amount of money in the house and the car payments and all those things are due. And now the woman has to get a job because, you know, inflation and all these things are going up. Gas is eight dollars. Then hey, it's OK for you to get a, a part time job or go to work if you need to. Like, let's do what needs to be done and not look at it as a this is your role. You have to do everything. X, Y, and Z. Like, let's just do what needs to be. Because if your wife gets sick and she can't cook, then you're going to be making them meals. You're going to be taking care of the kids majority of the time anyway. If she becomes crippled or gets to a car accident, she's in a wheelchair. You're going to be doing all of those things. 
So let's just do what needs to be done. So whatever that looks like in your life, as, as a man, I'm talking to the men here, um, do that. If that means getting a job to pay the bills, if that means you got to get two jobs, get two jobs, I mean, you got to come home and you got to go grab some slices of pizza from Little Caesars or something like that to feed the kids. That's what you got to do. And that's what you got to do. When you get there, you're going to take them boxes to the garbage. That's what you got to do. Let's get away from roles and let's get into responsibilities. And it's our job to provide and to protect. And that means provide not just a physical place for our kids and our families to live, but also provide a clean house, provide them clothes, provide them meals, provide them your time, right? Interact with them, read bedtime stories, bath time, all those things. So it's much more than just providing in our culture. We just talk about money and money, money, money. We don't talk about the the emotional aspect of what it means to be a father and how that looks like. And so um, and we land in this plan. So I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to let Donald take us home. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to bring you back to communication. <laughs> but first and foremost, you, you, you got to communicate with yourself first. Like go back and, and try to figure out what was your purpose of getting married in the first place? Did you want a lifelong partner? Did you want just sex? Right, to get the draw? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what was the purpose? You know what I mean? Like, what, what did it look like to you? You know, did you have that conversation with your partner before you even started? And, and evaluate where you are right now. Like, what's going on? Like, what, what is it that you need to maintain your sanity, right? Um, in education, we, we, this, we got this huge uh, lift that we do. Uh, it's called social emotional learning, right? That we're, we're learning how to, we're doing the heavy lifting of teaching children how to uh, be aware of their emotions and be aware of the emotions of the people around them. And as adults, sometimes we got we to gotta go through that learning as well, right? It, it, it's okay to reevaluate things to see what happens and what changes, right? So, for instance, like if you have a stay-at-home mother who doesn't feel fulfilled because she's she she's only taking care of children and, and a grown man that that wife should not be afraid to communicate that to her husband like not in a, a, a horrible and disrespectful way but just to have those conversations right and not let it fester for 10 or 15 years and then once the kids are all out the house we want a divorce um you know what i mean and also like for, for the man who who has been working, you know, his fingers to the bone for a wife who, you know, doesn't know how to show the appreciation for it. And now the man thinks that the woman doesn't know what it is to work and is just spending money and all this other stuff. That man is also afraid to communicate with his wife how he's feeling. Because at the end of the day, I assume, I pray that folks who get married do it for the right reasons. But then again, people change. Life happens. Experience happens. And if you don't communicate those experiences with your partner to make those shifts and those um, adjustments, then you will end up thinking that, you know, one person has a certain role while the other person has a certain expectations and it just won't line up and it won't, won't mesh. Communicate. 
That's the word of the day. <laughs> I, I see. I see. So what, what I'm a, you know what I love to do. I love to take all the words, all the stories, all the analogies, and I love to communicate three quick points. So what I got from everything that was shared from you three lovely gentlemen, uh, Terry, you shared that you need to level up uh, and take responsibility for yourself and your household, whatever that looks like. Derry, what I heard you say was, if you see a need, feel the need. Move from roles to responsibilities. And Donald, outside of the word communicate, which you use multiple times, what I did hear was you need to take account and remember why you got married in the first place and manage your expectations as well as your emotions and share them with your spouse. Somebody should pay me a lot of money to do this. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. We pray that um, you were able to be blessed. You're able to find encouragement, motivation, inspiration, uh, and a little more insight into the godly man's perspective on marriage. Thank you again so much to all of my co-hosts today, Donald D. Owens, Terrence D. Wilson, and my new brother, Derek Cooks. Appreciate you, sir. As always, Jory O'Neill. This is the I Still Do Godly Man's Perspective on Marriage podcast. Until next time, love your spouse, love yourselves. Most of all, love the Lord, your God. Peace.